Welcome to Live, Laugh, Talk. I'm your host, James Graham, and it's a privilege to be in your ear, and it's a joy to have my voice back. In this episode, we will begin with a topic entitled, Creating Better Sleeping Habits. Then we will transition to our segment, How Do We Get Here?, followed by our hobbies and special interest section, and then conclude with our sunflower message. If you have any ideas or any separate thoughts that you would like to submit to the show, please do so at admin at livelaughtalk.com. That's admin at livelaughtalk.com. In addition, if listening on Spotify, you can add a voice memo as well as comments and participate in our poll. And wherever it is that you listen to the podcast, please follow us so you're notified of the new episodes when they're released. The topic that we will begin with is entitled, Creating Better Sleeping Habits. Sleep is the cousin of death. I'll sleep when I die. Those anecdotes, although comical, seem to be the foundation of the lives of many. Some spend hours of their day working, studying, or living life, but what seems to be minutes gaining the proper rest. Yes, it is sleep that refreshes our bodies. Sleep that keeps our skin looking pure. It's sleep that prepares our mind for the day ahead. Creating better sleeping habits is essential for overall health and well-being. Some tips that we can take to improve our sleep quality is to maintain a consistent sleep schedule. Try to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day, even on weekends. Create a relaxing bedtime routine. Wind down before sleep with calming activities like reading, taking a warm bath, or practicing relaxation techniques. Make your sleep environment comfortable. Ensure your bedroom is cool, dark, and quiet. Invest in a comfortable mattress and pillows. And what should we do with our electronic devices? Well, we should avoid these. I know for myself, I have this belief that I can't sleep without the TV on? I'm sure that's untrue. We should avoid electronic devices with screens such as smartphones, computers, TVs, at least an hour before bedtime as the blue light can actually interfere with your sleep. Let's avoid the heavy meals. Oh, it seems that I don't even get hungry until it's bedtime. Well, we want to avoid that. Avoid caffeine and alcohol close to bedtime, as these can disrupt your sleep. And regular physical activity can help you fall asleep faster and enjoy deeper sleep. But let's avoid intense workouts close to bedtime. There are stress reduction techniques that we can do, such as meditation, deep breathing, or yoga to calm our minds before sleep. And if you need to nap, let's keep it short, 20 or 30 minutes, and earlier in the day to avoid interfering with nighttime sleep. And let's be mindful of what we drink. Limit our fluid intake close to bedtime to prevent waking up from bathroom trips or during the night. And if you consistently have trouble sleeping, consider consulting a professional 
a sleep specialist. Remember that creating better sleep habits may take time, but the benefits to your physical and mental health are well worth the effort. Exposure to natural light during the day can help regulate your rhythm. In the evening, dim the lights to signal to your body that it's time to wind down. As mentioned, we want to avoid our heavy meals, limit caffeine and alcohol, and also stay cool. Yes, a cooler room temperature, around 65 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit, is generally more conducive to sleep. Use breathable bedding and pajamas to help regulate your body's temperature. And please, invest in quality mattresses and pillows because the right mattress that suits your preference can make a significant difference in your sleep quality. Tracking your sleep patterns, daily routines, and any sleep disturbances in a diary can help you identify trends and areas for improvement. Constantly checking the clock when you can't sleep can increase stress and anxiety. If you can't fall asleep, try getting up and engaging in a relaxing activity until you feel sleepy. Yes, improving our sleep habits may take time, and there might be occasional setbacks, but be patient with yourself as you work toward better sleep quality. Remember that everyone's sleep needs and habits can vary, so it's important to find the, what works best for us. Experiment with these tips and adjust them to fit your unique sleep patterns and preferences. Consistently following a healthy sleep routine can lead to more restful and rejuvenating sleep. You know, other things to do would be to use white noise or relaxing sounds. Some people find that white noise machines are soothing sounds like ocean waves or rain. They can be helpful for creating a calming sleep environment. And you know what I do now? I didn't always. But I limit exposure to stressful content. Yes, I will avoid watching, reading, or even talking about anxiety-inducing content right before bed. Because it disrupts your ability to relax. And when you go to sleep, that's literally what you dream about. Those things that you were thinking about that were stressful during the hours before sleep. If we get to the point that we suspect that we have a sleep disorder, such as sleep apnea or insomnia, yes, let's get medical advice and treatment. Some medications can actually interfere with sleep. And if you're experiencing sleep disturbances and are on medication, discuss this with your healthcare provider. Amp up your regular physical activity during the day, as this can improve sleep. But yet, do not exercise late at night. It's better earlier in the day, as vigorous workouts close to bedtime can be stimulating and lead to a lack of sleep. Reserve your bed for sleep and intimate activities only. Avoid working, studying, or watching TV in bed to strengthen the association between your bed and your sleep. We can also do muscle relaxation, deep breathing exercises to unwind and reduce anxiety before bedtime. 
And if you're trying to shift your sleep schedule, make gradual adjustments to your bedtime and wake time to allow your body to adapt. I remember working a night job where, I mean, losing that sleep caused me to have anxiety and anger issues during the day. So I had to make sure that that is not what I did with the rest of my life. And there are some herbal teas like chamomile that may have a calming effect and promote better sleep as well. So do this, but be cautious with caffeine-containing teas. Natural light exposure in the morning can help regulate your internal body clock and improve alertness during the day. And be consistent on the weekends. While it's tempting to sleep in on the weekends, try to stick to a consistent sleep schedule every day to maintain your body's internal clock. You know what else is is needed to maintain a positive attitude? Yes, if we have a positive attitude towards sleep and believe in our ability to improve our sleep habits, this can contribute to better sleeping quality as well. Remember that there's no one-size-fits-all approach to improving our sleep habits. What works for one person may not work for another. The key is to find a routine that suits your needs and consistently follow it to promote restful and rejuvenating sleep. If you continue to struggle with sleep, seeking advice from a healthcare professional or sleep specialist is a wise choice. But let's remember, people, most importantly, that our sleep is just as important as our work. Our sleep is just as important as our study. Because it is our sleep that makes us better at whatever it is that we do. And also, it helps to improve our overall health and our overall look as we can rejuvenate our skin through proper sleep. So let's make sure that we remember these tips. Let's review them if necessary. Come back and listen to this podcast. And let's make sure that we do the things that lead to proper rest. Sadly, there are many out there who have done things that they should not have done. And their accusers have come forward They've been brought to justice. Sadly, some have not. But that's something that they have to live with. They did a wrong. The accuser came forward. And the matter was brought up and dealt with. But you know, there's something else that takes place all too often. All too often, individuals, celebrities, politicians, athletes, are accused of wrongdoing to later be found out to be innocent. Even though they might have won the case brought up against them, what has the false accusation done to their life, their career, their family? Yes, false accusations can have profound and lasting effects on the accused, both personally and professionally. Some of the ways that this can impact individuals is that that could be reputation damage. Being falsely accused can tarnish one's reputation and social standing. 
Others may start to doubt their character and integrity. Often, false accusations lead to emotional distress. Can include feelings of anger, frustration, anxiety, and humiliation. Then there are the legal consequences that they can bring about. All of the legal trouble, including costly legal defense, and in some cases, criminal charges. The strained relationships. Yes, accusations can strain personal and professional relationships, leading to social isolation and the loss of friends, family support, and career opportunities. Legal fees, lost employment opportunities, and damaged professional relationships can result in significant financial repercussions. Then not to think about the mental health impact, as it can contribute to depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, and other stress-related disorders. Accusations, even if proven false, can damage a person's career and make it challenging to find employment, especially in cases of allegations related to workplace misconduct. Trust may be eroded, not only among those who falsely accuse the individual, but also among those who hear about the accusations, making it difficult to regain trust. Society sometimes stigmatizes those who have faced accusations, regardless of their veracity, and this can persist for years. It's essential to note that false accusations can be emotionally and psychologically devastating. It's crucial for the accused to seek support from family, friends, and if necessary, get professional help. Legal recourse may also be an option to clear one's name and seek restitution, but this can be lengthy and it can be costly. And in addition, if tried in the court of public opinion, can really never erase anything. Being falsely accused as a difficult and traumatic experience, and support and understanding from the community and legal system are essential in addressing these situations. False accusations can sometimes escalate to harassment, threats, or physical harm, making personal safety a concern. Then there's the impact on future opportunities. Some of these uh, actors that we've talked about or other celebrities may never even find another job. It could also hinder those who are not so famous from future opportunities, such as obtaining loans, housing, or educational opportunities, as background checks may reveal these allegations. Defending against them can be time-consuming, emotionally draining, divert energy and focus away from personal professional goals. Individuals may develop negative coping mechanisms such as social withdrawal or substance abuse in response to the stress and trauma caused by all of this. And even if proven false, they may remain on legal records which can impact the accused lifelong after the incident has happened. Constrained personal relationships that may lead to breakups, divorce, or family conflicts. And the emotional toil of false accusations can erode an individual's self-esteem and self-worth, affecting their confidence and mental well-being.
So it's important for those who bring about accusations to make sure that they're truthful. Because look at all that could happen in the aftermath of such. We want to make sure that if we do bring about something that has harmed us, we want to make sure that it's true all 360 degrees. And that it's a fair and just process in bringing this person to justice. Otherwise, look at what could happen to an individual. An individual could, even some of the things we haven't mentioned, is lose faith in the system. Being falsely accused can lead to a loss of trust in the justice system, as individuals may feel let down by a system that allowed the false accusations to occur and persist. The trauma caused can have lasting effects, potentially resulting in issues like trust, nightmares, recurring thoughts about the incident. Then individuals may even question their own identity and values as they may struggle to reconcile the accusations with their self-perception. In some cases, the falsely accused may feel compelled to retaliate against those who made the accusations, further escalating conflicts and legal issues. Yet what about the struggle to rebuild? Rebuilding one's life after being falsely accused can be a daunting task. Reestablishing trust, finding employment, and regaining a sense of normalcy can be challenging. And yet, these false accusations can affect not only the accused, but also their family members who may face emotional distress, financial burden, and the strain of supporting their loved one through the ordeal. It's crucial to acknowledge the devastating effects of false accusations and work toward ensuring a fair and just legal process that safeguards the rights of the accused. Awareness, empathy, and support for those who have been wrongly accused are vital components of addressing this issue and mitigating its impact. Additionally, efforts to prevent false accusations and promote responsible reporting and investigating should be encouraged to minimize the harm caused by such incidents. And yet, it leaves us with the question. Because so many people have been affected, so many have been falsely accused, we have to ask ourselves, how did we get here? Animal rescue can be a deeply rewarding and meaningful special interest. Engaging in animal rescue involves the rescue, rehabilitation, and care of animals in need. This special interest can take various forms, including volunteering at animal shelters, fostering animals, participating in rescue missions, and advocating for animal welfare. It allows individuals to make a positive impact on the lives of animals, promote compassion, and contribute to the larger mission of animal protection and conservation. Animal rescue enthusiasts often find great fulfillment in this work, but it can also be emotionally demanding, requiring dedication, patience, and a strong sense of empathy. 
Now, those interested in animal rescue as a special interest could volunteer. Yes, volunteering at local animal shelters, rescue organizations, or wildlife rehabilitation centers is a great way to get involved. You can help care for animals, clean enclosures, provide socialization, and assist with adoption events. Fostering animals is a crucial part of animal rescue as well. It involves providing a temporary home for animals in need until they can be adopted. Fostering allows you to make a direct impact on an animal's life and help them to find their forever home. Many, many animal rescue organizations rely on donations to fund their operations. Fundraising, organizing donation drives, and contributing financially can make a significant difference in their ability to save and care for animals. Becoming an advocate for animal rights and welfare involves raising awareness about issues such as animal cruelty, neglect, and habitat destruction. You can support and promote policies and legislation that protect animals. In addition, educating yourself and others about responsible pet ownership, wildlife conservation, and the humane treatment of animals is essential. Sharing information and resources can help prevent animal suffering. Some animal rescue enthusiasts develop specialized skills in areas like animal behavior, wildlife rehabilitation, or veterinary care, which can be invaluable to rescue organizations. Animal rescue work can be emotionally challenging as it often involves dealing with suffering or neglected animals. Developing emotional resilience is so crucial to cope with these demands. Then there's networking. Building connections with other like-minded individuals, rescue groups, and professionals in the field can provide support, resources, and opportunities to collaborate on rescue efforts. Familiarize yourself with local and national animal welfare laws and regulations as they can vary. Understanding the legal aspects of animal rescue is important to ensure compliance and ethical practices. And as mentioned, we want to do self-care for ourselves because caring for animals can be emotionally taxing. So it's vital to prioritize self-care to prevent burnout. Balancing your passion for animal rescue with personal well-being is crucial. Yes, animal rescue as a special interest allows individuals to contribute positively to the welfare of animals, make a tangible difference in their lives, and be a part of a compassionate community dedicated to their well-being. It's a fulfilling and noble pursuit for those who have a strong affinity for animals and a desire to advocate for their rights and protection. Our sunflower message is a poem. Amidst the world's hustle and bustle, let's see, a joyful poem, a song of glee. Under the golden sun with skies so blue, there's beauty all around just for you. In nature's embrace, we find delight from morning's first glow to the starry night. Blossoms in spring and colors so bright, a symphony of life, a pure sweet delight. Children's laughter so carefree and pure, a melody of innocence we can't ignore. With family and friends we find our way, 
Together we smile and troubles sway. Life's simple pleasures, both big and small, bring joy to our hearts as we stand tall. So let us cherish the moments we share in this wondrous world beyond compare. For joy can be found in every place, in every heart, in every smiling face. In this joyful poem, let's embrace the cheer for happiness and love are always near. On Cash App, dollar sign Live Laugh Talk, Twitter at Live Laugh Talker, and on your podcast platform, you can press to donate. And all donations go to our podcast and pays for the many fees that come about. Also, remember to rate us a five or your highest on your podcast platform and tell your friends about us. We need that. So tell your friends, family, and colleagues as we could use their support. And remember to go to Etsy, search for How Do We Get Here for merchandise. You can also search for Live, Laugh, Talk, and you will now see neckties, socks, hats, coffee mugs, tote bags, t-shirts. Yes, it's grown. This is James and George's baby boy signing off. And as you know, I can't wait to talk with you again soon.